0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And even again, as you're under the anointing, as you're under the cloud, he will empower you. He'll speak to you, I'm telling you. He will give you money-saving ideas, witty inventions, tools, and strategies. He will empower you with favor, even right now as you're under that anointing. So whatever is being taught, whatever is being sent forth, you're under that cloud and you can just say, Lord, I receive. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Wherever you are all around the world, we want to thank you for joining us today today. The Lord has a purpose for you to be here today. He is a rich and relevant word that we know will inspire and change your life. Thank you for being with us today. And by the way, if this message has been a blessing to you, make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, and give your best gift today. Amen. All right, everybody, we're going to go into a part three of the series entitled The Setup. We've been talking about money for a little while, and we're going to continue to talk about it uh, today. And I'll tell you again some more reasons why God wants you to have the wealth. And I pray that you're open and receptive to hear what the Lord says. So today we'll be speaking from the subject of stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Let's go ahead and go to Deuteronomy 8. We're going to maybe just jump off of here for a while. Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, verse 18. I want to show you some things here. Deuteronomy. Uh, chapter 8, verse 18, Deuteronomy 8, 18. Make note of this. Notice the scripture says here in the King James Version, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that what? Giveth thee thee what? Power to get get wealth. wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Notice the scripture says that he gives you power to get wealth. He has given you, he gives you power to get wealth. Power to get wealth talks about the ability, the skill, the know-how, the wisdom, right? One thing that I've noticed over the years is that I've heard so many prayers asking God for money. Ask God for money. I need the light bill paid. I need the rent bill paid. I need this, I need that. And in some cases, we've already said before, when we've had loved ones to to pass because there was no money for insurance, we have to have a GoFundMe account to get them buried. I've noticed the people of God always asking for money. But listen to what the scripture says. God says that he has given you the power, the ability, the skill, the know-how, the wisdom to get wealth. He's given you what you needed to get it hallelujah so in the mind of god he's already given you what you needed and you're already wealthy because he's already given it to you if someone asked the lord lord give me an apple the lord gives you a, a seed an apple seed and he shows you the ground he says plant it what has he done he's just he's just fed you for generations to come Amen. right He's given you the wisdom, the power, the ability to get wealth. So our next prayer is, Lord, you've given it to me. Now show me where it is. Show me how to use it. Show me how to utilize it, how I can manifest uh, the wealth through my life because the Lord has done it. Regardless of your age, regardless of your upbringing, God's word is faith. He's faithful to his word. He has given it to you. Hallelujah. So it's up to us to unearth it. Where is it? How can I do it? What can I use? What tools do I already have that I can use to make wealth or to generate wealth so that you may establish your covenant in the earth? All of us already have uh, unique talents and abilities that God has already given to you that will bring wealth into your hands. You already have it. Already have it. I just I spoke to you a moment ago telling you about the different uh, YouTube channels that, I, that uh, I'm going to personally uh, begin. I already have my tech channel, the Teach Me channel. My wife and I are going to start the Marriage Video channel. And I'm going to start a, a Bible Trivia channel. And I'll maybe start another one too, Time Permitting. Why am I doing that? To develop a source of residual income. Right. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. So tools that I already have that I will use to make income for myself, for my family, of course, but number one, to establish the Lord's covenant in the earth. Got me? Amen. You say, Pastor, that's just you. No, it's you, because God also gave it to you. Are you hearing? Amen. Some of y'all looking like... Mm. <laughs> say he's giving, it to me. he's giving it to me. Okay, so regardless if you have one cent in your checking account, or you have $1,000 in your checking account. No matter what it is, God has given you the ability to get it. So it's up to you to pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Where is it, Lord? You gave it to me, so where is it? Where is it? Amen? Yeah. Now, one thing you will discover, too, when you talk about money, uh, the devil does not want you to study it the devil does not want you to study it because money, your use of money uncovers or exposes who and what you are. The way you use money uncovers or exposes who and what you really are. It reveals your heart and really it pinpoints your heart's location. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 21. Matthew 6, verse 21. You know the scripture very well. Matthew 6, 21 says this, for where your treasure is there will your heart be also how you handle money how you deal with money reveals your heart it reveals it also reveals the hiding place of the devil in your home in your marriage in your relationships you may not really know people until you bring up the subject of money You may not know how they really feel about you or how much they trust you until you bring up the subject of money. Because of money disagreements, marriages have gone into divorce. Friends, lifelong friends, have become enemies. Right? Churches have been dissolved because of money disputes. Countries have gone to war because of money because of money disputes. And the Lord does not want that to happen with you, so he says to us, and we're going to see this, he says, study it. He says, study it. Now, again, the enemy does not want us to talk about money because it reveals your heart, it reveals where you are. You start talking about money in church, people begin to get up and, oh, I got to go. <coughs> uh, well, you're going to talk about what? Oh, I got to go. I got to go. But it's the very thing that keeps us in poverty. I've known over the years, much of the church is in a state of poverty. That's not God's will. We are meant to be world changers or world leaders to lead the world to Christ. Leaders in industry, leaders in our community lead. But how can we lead from behind? The Bible does not say that the poor will lead. It says the rich will lead. Let me show this. Let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 22. So you say, why does God want me to have the wealth? Why does he want me to have money? So that you can lead. Proverbs 22, verse 7. Look at this. Proverbs 22, verse 7 says, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower... Is servant to the lender. Servant is a nice word for slave. The rich rule over the poor. And if the church is poor, it's not leading, it's following. Are you hearing? So, this is another reason why the Lord wants you to have the wealth so that you can lead. So that you can lead, lead your families, lead your community. He wants you to be promoted on your job. He wants you to be the go to person so that you can lead, so that you can have influence. Hallelujah. Look at that same verse out of the Message Bible. It says here, again, Proverbs 22, verse 7 out of the Message Bible it says, The poor are always ruled over by the rich. So don't borrow. And put yourself under their power. What are you hearing? Amen. Now, Mark 14, verse 7. Mark 14, verse 7. The Lord makes, makes something very clear once you see this. He makes something very clear. Mark 14, verse 7 says, For ye have the poor with you, how often? Always. Always. He says, And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me, you have not always. Now, this whole discussion was, uh, happened when Mary, one of the Marys, anointed the Lord Jesus with costly perfume, right? Costly ointment. And Judas stood up and said, hey, why, was, why is all this waste? You, yeah, you should have sold this and given the money to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the bag. But understand, this dispute right here with Pastor Jesus in the church, happened over money and how it was being used. But Jesus shut that thing down. But understand, the Lord said, the poor you will have with you always. He was sitting there speaking with his disciples. Notice how he makes two groups of people he says, "'The poor you will have with you always.'" He wasn't, say you, he wasn't saying you will be poor always. He said, "'The poor, those over there, you will have with you always.'" The poor means unproductive. Those that are not producing, you will always have those who will not produce, who will refuse to produce in one way, form, or fashion. Somebody said, "'I wish I, wish I had what you have.'" Yeah, I wish I had, I uh, wish I could sing like you, wish I could speak like you, wish I could uh, do accounting like you, but all I have is this. Really, you know, I saw a man, he's a public speaker who has no arms and has no legs. And this man is worldwide, known worldwide. He talks about Jesus motivational speaker, a motivational speaker. No arms, no legs. What excuse do you have? He uses his passion. He speaks from his heart, from his passion. And he inspires people all around the world. They have to pick him up and put them on the table. And we got all our faculties sitting around whining, complaining, and depressed. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The Lord said, the poor you'll have with you always. You don't have to be the poor. But he said, there'll always be people like that. You can do them good whenever you want, the Lord says. In other words, you can share riches with them, wealth with them. You can share a kind word. You can share the word with them. Often as you can, you can do them good. He said, but at this time, with, but for me, you'll, you'll not always have me, at least in that physical form that, that he was in at that moment. Now, let me tell you some lies that the enemy has been telling our culture that we have received as truth. I want y'all to stay with me today. Okay? Stay with me today. Hear these lies that we have received as truth in our culture. Our culture says, get a good education work hard and the government will take care of you when you get old that's a lie right another one is work hard earn money spend it and when you run low borrow Work hard, right? Work hard, earn a lot of money, spend it. When you run low, borrow it. Constantly in slavery to somebody else. Debt is a form of slavery, modern-day slavery. The deeper you are in debt, the more the devil's got his hand in your pocket. Some people live by debt. I want to go more, 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 more debt, more, more, more debt, which means that when you get your monies, whenever you get your monies, somebody's hand is always there to take it before you get it. Are you hearing me? The bad habit of the poor or the unproductive is that when they run low, They always dip into their savings. They pay their bills out of their savings. We're going to break these habits in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We're going to break these in Jesus' name. Remember, when the Lord ushers a new anointing, when when he ushers a word and you're under the anointed word, when his spirit is moving, you're in an atmosphere to receive. Under this atmosphere of finances, as the Lord is talking about wealth, he will give you ideas, tools, and strategies so that you may uh, produce more for the kingdom of God. He will break bondages of oppression. He will break you free from debt. He will break you out of the cycle of poverty. But you must listen. You must put the word in practice. And even again, as you're under the anointing, as you're under the cloud, he will empower you. He'll speak to you, I'm telling you. He will give you money-saving ideas, witty inventions, tools, and strategies. He will empower you with favor, even right now as you're under that anointing. So whatever is being taught, whatever is being sent forth, you're under that cloud, and you can just say, Lord, I receive. I receive, I receive, I receive. Are you hearing? You have to receive it for you. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. The past is gone. But you can start where you are today, whether you're 15 years old. You can, there are 12-year-old million, millionaires. doesn't matter your age. You can start where you are right now to make a difference in this world for Christ. Please tell your neighbor that you can start right now. You can start, right start right now. All right. So, again, let's talk about savings just for a moment. Savings are used to create Savings are used to create a wellspring of money or is used to store up money for future investment opportunities. Your savings account is used to store up monies for future investment opportunities. That's why you're saving, for future investment opportunities. Your savings account is an asset, so you have to defend it. But what if I need money at the end of the month, and I know I have $500 over here in my savings? Well, that happened to you last month too, didn't it? What if I need to go back and get it? No, you need to seek God for another creative way to meet the need. And defend your investment account. Defend your opportunity account. Don't let the devil trick you into going back and pulling back and pulling and pulling and pulling out. We'll never have anything. Are you hearing? What if so and so needs money? Say, come here, let's pray together. Let's pray together. If I'm in a position of overflow, then I can give you some out of my overflow. But if I'm not in a position of overflow, I'm not going to step back into this unless I hear a word from God. Now, the investment opportunity may be people. The Lord may tell you to invest in someone. He may tell you to invest in a business, invest in real estate. He may tell you to invest a certain amount of money in the church, and the building program. I don't know. But the Lord will tell you when to invest. But you must have it there first. You don't save just to save. You're saving for a future investment opportunity. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let me give you some other advice here as we go on. You've got to pay yourself first, and we'll talk about this further on down. You've got to pay yourself before you pay your bills and expenses. We're going to talk about this, this proper order. Now, in order to, to get to the point where you can pay yourself before you pay your expenses, you can't bog yourself down with huge debts. That forces you to pay big payments. You're gonna have to keep your expenses and your debt obligations low so that you can afford to pay yourself. Are you hearing? You're gonna have to build your assets, and we'll talk about that. Build your assets. Build assets before you buy an expensive house or an expensive car. Build your assets build assets and we'll talk about that as we go on build assets and what an asset is here's the last bit of wisdom I give you before we're going to go to Luke 16 by the way before we go to Luke 16 hear this the wealthy do not work for money money works for them it is only the poor that works for money those dwelling in ignorance that work for money, but we need to get to the place where money works for us. We're going to talk about dead money in a little while, the Lord be willing. I want you really to get this. Are y'all getting this today? Let's go to Luke 16 as the Lord gives us some more wisdom concerning this. Now, the Lord, again, is setting you up, setting you up for wealth, but remember, he's got to change your thinking. He's got to feel your feel your head before he feels your pockets. He's got to feel your head, change the way you think before he puts money in your pocket. If he did it in the reverse, if he put money in your pocket without changing the way you think, you soon lose it. I believe a fool in his money, I soon parted. Are you hearing? Let him change the way you think about money. Luke 16, Luke 16, I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 9. It says this, And he said also unto his disciples, talking about Jesus, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Verse 2, And he called him and said unto, and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. In other words, you're about to be fired. This man was a a, a, a man responsible for managing his lord's accounts. He was an account manager. But he obviously had some expenses. He squandered his expense account, buying things he should not have bought. He, He went way over And his master heard about it. How is it that you're doing this? I'm about to fire you. He says, put your accounts in order. Verse 3, then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship I cannot dig uh, to beg. I am ashamed. Verse 4, I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship they, notice that, they may receive me into their houses. I know what I'll do. I'll do something so that they will receive me into their houses. Verse 5, so he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, how much owest thou my Lord? How much thou owest uh, unto my Lord? Verse 6, and he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. And then, verse seven, then said he to another, And how much owe us thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write four score. Four score is eighty. And uh, verse eight says, And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. And listen to this this phrase that I don't like, but it is definitely truth because it's, it's in the word. He says, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You hear this? I've noticed that. We holler, Jesus, Jesus, help me, help me, help me pay this, help me do that, help me, help me. Lord, I need this, I need that. When the world is out learning how to maneuver with money. And we're going broke. Still don't have anything because we've not learned how to handle money. Are you you hearing me? I told you it's tight, but we're going to get there. Verse 9, look at the Lord's advice. And I say to you, do what? Make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. He says, make friends. Know what it is. Know what money is and know how to use it. How many of you have a friend, at least one friend? I don't see every hand going up, praise the Lord. But it's okay, I'll be your friend. You know your friend's name. You know what your friend likes. You know what your friend dislikes, right? They're your friend. The Lord says, get to know money. Now, the Bible does not say that money is evil. It says what? The love of money is the root of all evil. He says get to know it. Get to know it. We're going to be talking about that uh, during this series so that you can know your friend called money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, again, he says, make, make friends of yourselves um, mammon of uh, the amendment of unrighteousness that when ye fail when you fail when what fails when you fail when your money fails when your resources fail when your time here on earth has expired they may receive you into everlasting habitation which means that if we've used money properly when when our time is up here when our resources are gone time is gone Your good deeds will go before you into heavenly places. They will receive you. Your good good deeds, the good things that you've done, will welcome you into heavenly places, will welcome you to everlasting habitation. In other words, your reputation will precede you. They help me. People have died before you. When you get there, thank you for sharing the gospel with, with me. Thank you for helping me out of that loan. I mean, helping me out on, in that jam. I really appreciate you. They will welcome you. Yeah. Your good works will go before you. Are you hearing? Yeah. But that doesn't happen unless you know, unless you make friends with money and learn how it is and learn how it operates. Are you hearing me? Now, let me give you the rule concerning it because, again, the Lord wants you to have the wealth. It's already decided in heaven. If you died right now at this very moment, you would see in the books that it's already decided that you would be wealthy. It's already decided. You don't have to think about it. But, Lord, I did this. Lord, did this. no, no, no. You're, the Lord has already decided that you would be his wealthy place. It's already known that you are his wealthy place. But you have to decide, yes, Lord, that's true. You've been disappointed in life. You've tried and failed. You've tried and failed. Surely you have. But I'm telling you that at this moment, you are God's wealthy place. And he has already decided to make you wealthy. But you have to decide. You have to decide if that's going to be true. You have to say yes and amen to that. We can go back out the same way we come in. Next month, the end of the month, or the 15th of the month, or 10th day of the month, we can be broke again. Children need a little extra money? I'd love to give it to you, honey, but I don't have it. How long does that have to be true? We can start where we are right now and build. So we're gonna have to stop the bleeding. Have to stop the bleeding. Now, going back to Luke, Luke 16, verses 10 through 13 our qualifiers. Listen to this. The main reason why some of us has not experienced overflow as of yet is because of some of these that the Lord talks about in. In Luke uh, 16, verse 10, listen, it says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Now those that are in poverty would say, When I get it, I'll give it. When I receive it, I'll give it. You understand that, right? When I receive it, I'll give it. But the Bible is actually the opposite. The Bible says, give and you shall receive. Give and you shall receive because the Lord has already put something in your hands. So he tells us, give from where you are now, from what you have now, give. Give. And you're going to receive. But again, the impoverished mind says, as soon as I get it, you know, I got some here, but yeah, it's not enough. So as soon as I get it, then I'll as soon as I get some more, then I'll give you more. That's not what the word of God says. One is looking at the flesh, and the other is looking at God. He says, Give and you will receive. Not sit back and wait. As soon as God bless me, baby, I'm going to bless you. As soon as he give me some more, I know I got this, but it's not really enough for me and you, so as soon as I get some more, I'm going to bless you. Give from where you are. A lot of our holdup is that we devalue what we have, and because we devalue what we have, we don't give. But again, giving is the solution. Give from what you have and you will receive. Hallelujah. And it is even also said, give what you need. You say, it's not enough for me. Give what you need, and you will also receive more of what you're in need of. Give your way through it. Look at verse number 12. Verse 12 says, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? This talks about the stewardship. You are a steward over God's resources. You are a steward over wealth. You don't own anything. You brought nothing in this world, and you will take nothing out of this world. You are a steward. You are a manager. But the way you manage God's uh, resources now will determine whether you will receive your own later. God has something that he wants to give to you for you to be the owner of it but if you're not faithful with his how will you put yourself in a position for him to give you your own are you hearing? so we're a lot of us are just stopped up I can't give I I can't give it because I don't have enough. I can't afford to give it. I'm telling you now that you cannot afford not to give it. How many more years are we going to go through the same old mess? We're going to have to stretch out. And believe God. I told you it's, it's tight, but we're almost there. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 says this, "No servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other help me read it he cannot serve god and mammon you cannot serve god and the bank or god and money you're going to have to make up your mind who you're going to serve who you're going to trust tell you money is a cruel master When you're serving money, working for money, it's a cruel master. You don't want it to be your Lord, because just when you say you need it, it's going to be gone. You don't work for money. Say with me, I don't work for money. Money Money works for me. Money Money is my servant. Money servant. Money servant. Money Money is my slave. Are you hearing me? Don't get this thing flipped. Now, I'm going to give you, we're going to end off today with, I'm giving you 12 keys to stop the bleeding. And the 12th one is the hardest of them all. 12 keys to stop the bleeding. And the 12th one is the hardest of them all. Are you ready? I put them on the screen for you. You'll see them. We're going to go over them one by one. Then we're going to close down. Number Number one, we told you on last week, you need to go through and cancel all unused subscriptions. Cancel all unused subscriptions. You're bleeding. Things that you're not using, uh, subscriptions to magazines and, or to, or to um, viewing services, uh, that is, video platforms. If you're not using them, cancel them. Take the time to cancel them. Cancel all unused subscriptions. And then when you do that, really go back and see which ones you really need. These $10, $5 things are dragging your money out. You're bleeding. The second thing, get rid of all dead money. Let's talk about dead money for a moment. Dead money. What is dead money? Dead money is money money that is not producing money for you. Money under a mattress is dead money. Coins in a jar is dead money. That is, it is not increasing in value. It's actually decreasing in value. As we told you before, if you bought a can, went to the store 10 years ago and bought a candy bar, you may have bought that candy bar for 50 cents Maybe even if it's a king size, maybe 75 cents. Today, you're looking at almost $2. Same product, but the money has lost its value because of inflation. So if we have money just, let's say you have $1,000 sitting under your mattress. If you kept they say, I've been keeping that, Pastor. I kept my $1,000 under my mattress for the last 10 years. That $1,000 10 years ago, had more buying power, but today it has severely less. That $1,000 may not be worth, but maybe $800 today. Ten years ago, you went to the grocery store, and you can get a whole buggy food, a whole buggy full of food for a certain amount of money. But today you're almost tripling that money for the same amount of food. money is losing its value. That is, it is deflating. It is deflating. It's losing its value because of what's called inflation. Prices are going up. Money is losing its value. And and you look at some products too. Chips aren't the same like they used to be. A whole lot more air in them now. Look at number three. This is what you're going to do. You're going to close NIR, that is negative interest rate accounts. These are savings accounts. You're going to close them and sign up for interest-bearing savings accounts that offer an interest rate which is at or greater than the current rate of inflation. You say, what is the, how do I find the current rate of inflation, the current rate of inflation at this very moment? is 3.4%. That is, your money's being devalued 3.4%. Current rate of inflation. Now, that number increases or it could decrease. So when you go to open up your uh, savings account, you're going to see what savings, what amount that you are saving. What, what's the percentage? You say, Mr. Banker, what's your, what interest do I get on my money? Because you are, in effect, loaning your money to the bank. And they will use your money to generate more money. So you should get interest on your money. They say, I'll give you 2% interest on your money. Say, Mr. Banker, that's not enough. I'm taking mine somewhere else because the current rate of inflation is 3.4%. So even though you've left your money there, it is making money, but it is still dying. It's still dead. So you're going to have to have a savings account that is, that is at least at the threshold of inflation, but preferably a little bit higher so that your money, bless you, so that your money can make money. Therefore, when you sit that $1,000 or whatever in the savings account and you go back next month, it should be a little bit more money in there. And the more you add, a little bit more is added in there, and a little bit more is added in there because you are loaning your monies to the bank, and they should be paying you. Your money should be making money. But if we have just coins sitting around, let's, let's put them, let's wrap them up, take them to the bank. Let's exchange those, uh, those coins for digital currency so that we can put it into account so that it can make money for us your money must make money get the dead money away from you it's not helping you are you hearing me coins anything on your mattress i don't care what it is if you're not going to use it today it needs to be making money for you i don't want something around me that is useless it needs to make money i gave the example before If you have somebody that's grown in your house, and they are grown, able-bodied, they have all of this, they can do the things, they're not productive, they're just sitting around eating up all your food, they're watching all your TV, they're not doing anything at all but sucking up the air, and you love them, but they're just sucking up the air in your house. They're not productive. They're not doing anything but just sleeping and eating. Say, joker. You either gonna make me some money or you got to get out of here. Because I can do bad by myself. I don't need no help to starve to death. Are you hearing? You've got to think about your money just like that example. Your money must make money. Your money must make money, and your savings account is there so that you can grow it for a future investment opportunity. Are you hearing? Never to dip back just in case I need to pay a bill. No, no, no. Bills come, bills go. Let's find another way to pay this. Let's leave this alone, because we've done that before. It's like the man in the movie. You know it's down that road. You've been there. When's it ever going to stop? We've got to stop the bleeding. Look at the fourth thing. Fourth thing is, uh, yeah, determine your assets and liabilities. Asset simply means money going into your pocket. Liabilities are money coming out of your pocket. What's an asset to you? What's an asset to you? What's bringing money into your pocket? What's a liability to you? What's taking money out of your pocket? Five, determine your point of overflow. That is, you've got to know who you owe and how much you owe and the level of your income. You've got to take an account of your bills, account of your expenses. How much does it take for you to live? You say, it takes me uh, all my bills every month, it takes me uh, $2,000, including rent, okay? I mean, all of it, rent, car, all of it, groceries, all of it. How much it, does it take you to live? It takes me uh, $3,500 a month. All right, how much do you make uh, on your job uh, with all of your, all of your income? How much? So it takes you $3,500 to live. How much money are you bringing in? Well, I'm only bringing in $2,600. Well, something's got to go back. You cannot sustain your lifestyle. If we have furniture, send it back. We got, if we're renting something, send it back. Let's cut down these expenses so that we can have some overflow. Let's get some folk out of our pockets so that we can begin to thrive. You got too many people in your pocket. Do we need to illustrate that? Do you have people in my pocket? Come put your. No you got what I'm saying to you. We got to get these people out of our pockets. All right, look at um, verse number, uh, Lord help me, verse number six. Develop a weekly or monthly spending plan. I didn't say budget, I said spending plan. How much you going to spend on this? How much you going to spend on that? Why? Because you have a goal. We got to save up a certain amount for the next opportunity that's going to come our way. So we're just not going to spend willy-nilly. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about that too. Number seven, honor God. Here we go. Honor God. Honor yourself. Remember this. Honor God. Honor yourself. Pay your bills and expenses. Pay on or off debt. Invest and enjoy your life. Notice this. Honor God. Then honor yourself. Honor God, honor yourself. Honoring yourself could mean you taking another 10% and putting into a savings account. Every time you get paid, you give God 10 and then you give yourself 10. Now, my, my household, my household, and I'll just tell you this my household, we're, we're above the 10th, we, we may do 20 to 25%. 20% on a regular basis. But now we're going to do a tenth, tenth more to honor ourselves and put that away in the interest bearing savings account. Honor God. Next person you're going to do is honor yourself. What we have been doing, and I've heard people do this, you maybe honor God, but you're going to take care of your bills first, and then what's left over. We'll do something for ourselves and maybe give give some to God. That doesn't work because he is the reason why you got up this morning. He is the reason why you have the job, why you haven't gone crazy. He holds your whole world together. Try to do it without him. He's your entire, he's holding everything together. So we honor him first. And then honor yourself. If you can't do a tenth, do 5%. Honor yourself. Then pay your bills. Then pay on or pay off debt. And if you're in a position, invest. If you're not just yet, don't worry about it. Get a little something, something for you to live on. Something, something for you to have some fun. Are you ready? Are you you ready? Are you are you willing? Are are you there? <laughs> Turn your name and tell them you better start paying yourself. You start paying yourself. <laughs> now in order to pay yourself once again, you're gonna have to put yourself in the position you say, but I don't have the money, I'm gonna get my bills at thirty five hundred, all I make is twenty six hundred. Okay, we already said you gonna have to cut some stuff off. Send some stuff back. My car is this. My house is that. We need to sell the car and get a moopty. Get a moopty <laughs> hoopty. We're going to wait. Hallelujah. We're going to wait. We're going to practice delayed gratification. We're going to wait. We'll get this expensive thing later. But right now, we got to have some overflow. We got to build for our future. And see, the terrible thing, too, about many that are impoverished, you want to look like you're rich. Look like you're rich. I've seen people living in a project many years ago with a big screen TV. It's not theirs. They're renting it. Why buy all these expensive clothes and expensive things when, our, when we don't have overflow? And I've heard it, we work with the Food Bank for a number of years, and I've seen it true that people will buy what they want and beg for what they need. The cycle has got to stop. It's time to be responsible and learn about money. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? I told you. You're going to honor God. You're going to honor the Lord. Honor him in and offerings. Honor him. Honor the one that gave you life. Honor him. Honor yourself next. Then you take care of your, take care of your responsibilities. And again, you may need to cut some things off but I, I, I like watching this TV, but that TV's costing you $100 a month. But I, I li- ain't that much TV watching in the world. It's hard. It's hard to hear that, but you have a goal. Know what your assets are and know what your li- liabilities are. You can watch TV later. My family and I made the plunge some time ago. I cut off... I cut off the major streaming platforms, won't call their name. You probably know them. I cut off the major streaming platforms. We just cut off when just there are plenty of free things to watch. You may have to watch a few commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But you can still watch them. If it's all that important and turn off and and recoup, I would rather put the hundred dollars a month in something else, in a savings account, then continue to bleed, bleed, bleed. <sighs> you have to determine that. You have to determine that. Know what, you're, know what you're getting into. Know your overflow. Know, I mean, do you know whether you're winning or not? Know what you owe, who you owe, how much you owe. Know what's coming in. Remember, I told you twelve things, and the twelfth one is the hardest. Verse, uh, Lord eight, number eight. Listen, this is also hard. Seek to control impulse purchases, your Amazon purchases. Didn't want to say that. Your to me or whatever the stuff is called. What is it called? Huh? Ching? Whatever. Okay. Seek to control your online purchases, even your purchases, even going to the mall. Seek to control your impulses. Restrict these buying times to once a month. And I'll tell you why. I told you. Seek to control your impulses. Set buying times for once a month. Let me tell you why. Maybe you'll find that same item that you were looking for cheaper as the month goes on. Maybe you'll find that somebody will give it to you. Or maybe you'll find that you really didn't need it at all. Before you go swiping the plastic, before you go borrow it, pray and ask the Lord. Ask him. Because what's happening? We're bleeding. Our impulse spending, we're bleeding. And I know it seemed like I got to have it right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. I gotta have it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You see this? Ooh, I want to get it now. Click. Bleeding. 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 It's gonna take discipline to do it. Are you hearing? It's gonna hurt. I told you it's hard as you go on. It's gonna hurt but save it for one time a month. You'll discover, hey, that thing was, it's on sale now. Thank you, Lord, for saving that money. Hey, so-and-so gave it to me. Whoa, praise the Lord, or something like it. Or maybe, hey, you know, I really don't need that. You know? Online community, they are quiet right now. Number nine, eat more at home. Eat home more, eat out less. Yes, Amen. Yeah, I know it. Caveat, you don't know what them folk are doing with your food. Yeah, you better bless it. <laughs> It costs a lot to eat out. One combo a few years ago may have been 5 or $6. Now you're looking at 11 or $12 if you go going to a fast food restaurant. Same burger, same fries. In some cases, it may even be smaller now. Smaller at a higher price. You don't have to take that. Bypass it. I'm eating at home. Hallelujah. It's cheaper. Therefore, you have more money to pay yourself. You'll have more money to put in your savings account. Hallelujah. Number 10, give. We've already talked about this. Give and you'll receive, not receive, then give. Number 11, what? Spend Time praying and meditating on developing assets. What are assets in my life? What do I have, and how do I use it in order to generate income? You have your salary, that's great, but you're a king, you're a king's kid, you are royalty, you make more money than just what's on your check and your check is not your true value. That's right. That's right. I make twenty dollars an hour. You're you worth more than that. That's right. That's right. I make $100 an hour. You're worth more than that. Listen, time is more valuable than money. Time is more valuable than money. Let me, give you, let me ask you a question. If I told you I'll give you a million dollars right now, write a check for you right now, and it would clear. If I tell you if, that's said that's a big if there. If I told you I'd write a check for you a million dollars right now, how many of you would take it? One million dollars. Okay, I see a few hands coming up. But here's a requirement. You would die tomorrow. Which one is more valuable to you, the money or the time? The time. The time. One, another purpose of money, if you use it correctly, money will give you more time. I used to cut my grass, and it, it take me a couple of hours to cut, weed eat, and, and, and do all of that stuff. It took me a couple of hours sometimes to do that, and rake the leaves, so forth and so on. Instead of me spending hours there, instead of In my position, maybe editing or doing stuff in the community. I hired somebody, you do it. Praise the Lord. I got a good price, fifty bucks, fifty-five dollars. Praise God. Glory to God. And so because they're doing it, I don't have to do it, so I gain my two hours, my three hours. You can multiply, money can help you multiply your time. Are you hearing? Remember, you're royalty. You don't have to take stuff. You're royalty. I want to get that into your hearing. You're royalty. You don't have to take stuff. Amen? Amen? Number 12, hardest of all, get on the same financial page with your spouse. Get on the same financial page with your spouse. A kingdom divided against itself. Will fall. Get on the same financial page with your spouse. Hallelujah. My wife and I had to decide what we're going to do, what we're going to save, how we're going to do it. It's not, this is my money, that's her money, her money, my money. This is our money. We're both building. It takes both to build. Money will show you the levels of trust. Get on the same financial page so that you can build. You will build a strong house when you can be on the same page, when you're fighting for the same end. I told you 12 is the hardest. But well, this is, here again, your use of money shows where the devil is, shows where he's hiding. It shows the level of trust or distrust. Got to get on the same page your house has to be on the same page you can't have one over here spending willy-nilly another one trying to save over here it's not going to work we got to be on the same page we got to make compromises i may not be able to save as much fine but i can spend a little bit more yeah okay so we'll we'll help each other out praise the lord to get to the goal praise the lord Praise the one for the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Praise yes. the Lord. I told you it was rough. We're not at the end of it. Tomorrow, I've, not tomorrow, help me, Lord. Next week, I believe we'll be here. The next time we're here, Next time I'm here in this pulpit, whenever the next time is, we're going to talk more about this because strongholds have to come down. You are God's wealthy place. That's already settled. You've got to say amen. Amen. That you already have more than enough. You already have it, but I don't see how it... You have to say it. You have to believe it. You have to receive it and set your life in order. You're going to need God to help you to do these keys. And we're going to stop the bleeding so that you can take part in investment opportunities. Why couldn't you own rental properties, own an apartment complex, own storage units, and you're renting them out every month to people. Why do you have to be the one that's always borrowing? Why can't you be the lender? When your God is rich, beyond measure, he wants to give it all to you, but you've got to decide it's going to be painful, but it is worth the pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray you'll be back with me the next time. I pray you haven't been run away. I pray you haven't been run away. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time you've given us. Lord, I pray that burdens have been removed, yokes would be destroyed. Father, I pray your people will hear your voice and that you will empower them to do what you've called them to do. Be your wealthy place. But I thank you for the anointing and the grace to do what you've said. give you praise today. Now, my friend that are watching right now, it's time to repent. If you're still watching at this end of the video, I'm telling you, you're pretty good if you're still watching this. It's time for us all to Repent and turn to the Lord. If you've never known the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, it's time to repent and turn to God. If you have known the Lord Jesus, it's time to repent. Repent simply means to turn. Turn unto God. We need to turn to Him and turn away from the things of this world. If you have not been baptized, it's time to be baptized. If you've already been baptized, let's seek the Lord for a fresh baptism of His Spirit that we may be immersed in His Word. It's time to get in His Word and to draw from him and pull from him. So if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord save your life, let's go ahead and pray right now. We're all gonna to pray together. Just pray this prayer with me. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's your belief in Jesus that saves you. Just help me pray. Just say, Father, I come to you because I've sinned. I've sinned before you and myself. And I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me with the precious blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I declare that He is my Master and I will serve Him. And I ask You, Father, to keep me right. Help me to turn right. And because of Jesus, You've made me right. I receive You today as my master, my Lord, and my Savior. And I confess today that you are mine, and I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Continue with Christ, and we'll see you on the next time.